Ask all the experts. See what the common denominator is. Triangulating is when you ask three, you can ask more. And then get to a conclusion. And if you're lucky, if, you're, if you can, get them all together in the same room like Ray did, and they'll come to a conclusion themselves somewhere in the middle. Hello, fabulous person, Beata Shalet here, The Growth Architect. Welcome back to The Business Growth Architect Show, where we bring you cutting-edge business strategies from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, business transformation experts, and visionaries who want to help you to scale your impact. Look for one tangible strategy that you can take back and implement right away. And now back to our guest. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Beata Chalette, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Architect Show. Today, I have somebody who is, in so many words, really unusual. Like when you hear what he does and what he has done and what he continues to do and what he's passionate about, it will surely blow your mind. So I have on the show with me, Mario Nafal, and tell everybody who you are and why should they know about you? So name is Mario. I, I started a business a while ago. Uh, it's been about eight years, seven, eight years now. Started in e-com at a young age, door knocking. Did really well. Scaled to over 30 countries selling kitchen appliances. The business still exists today. I don't manage it. I own it. But uh, it's in over 30 countries and it's you know it hit a record year last year. Launched an agency in 2017 called IBC. Got into crypto, became a partner at a law firm, then became an investor in crypto. And now I'm the CEO of a, of a company called NFT Tech which is one of the first companies in the NFT space expected to go public on the stock market. We're expecting by March um, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get there by March. And that's what I do. You know, I love building businesses. I've, I've built other businesses, events, et cetera. You know, I've got a, a mobility business as well. You know, it's my, my passion, uh, managing people, building systems and having them both coexist to build, to build uh, money-making machines. I know it sounds cheesy, but that's, that's what a business is. Yeah. And when I did my research for this interview, I saw that you seem to have a lot of vast interests. And that really was one of the things why I really wanted to talk to you about, because it doesn't seem to me like you are a person who is just looking at your skill set and then you apply that skill set in one particular area. So you have many interests and many different businesses. And I find that really fascinating. So my question to you is, you know, before we go on the strategy piece, but how is it possible that you have that confidence to say, well, if it interests me, I can figure out how to do it? Like, do you figure out as you throw yourself in it? What do you do? There, there's a story. I don't know how accurate it is. And I try to always stick to accurate stories. But there's a story of someone that, you know, a, a girl wanted to always swim. She was young and she always wanted to swim. But she was always scared to jump into the water. She had phobia. So now I'm not saying this is a good thing to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at parenting. I have no kids and no plans to have kids. So I'm not I'm literally no kids around me at all. So this is not parenting advice, but what that person did is he pushed the girl in the water and she's freaking out. And then she's like, holy shit, it's actually not that bad. And then he did it again. And then she realized it wasn't that bad. Now, again, that could be horrible. There's, I haven't looked into a study, but it relates to what I do. I want to do something. I jump right in. Like, how do I go from e-com in 2017 to crypto, to an agency, B2B, from, from e-com selling door-to-door? Or how do I go from an introverted, secluded person who likes to keep to themselves to dancing on stage? You know, I dance around the world. To dancing on stage and performing, having a camera person and shiny shoes and, 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 and all that attention. I just, you know, Tim Ferriss talks about it in one of his books, Tools of Titans. 
he says, and I'm going to paraphrase it, he can measure a person's success by the number of uncomfortable conversations they have. And I'm going to expand this. Your success can be determined by the uncomfortable things you're willing to do or you've done in your life. And there's a list of things. Now, CEO of a company going public on the stock market. This is outside. You know, I'm a guy who loves building my own businesses. I'm my own boss. I'm not used to having a board or investors to report to or going on Bloomberg to speak, et cetera, or going to physical events and speaking on stage. That's not my thing. But I jumped right in. I'm like, let me get myself uncomfortable. I don't need the money. I wanted the challenge. And if there, if I, like, it's, 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 I've done it so many times that it's like embedded in my DNA. I've kept doing it, doing it, doing it to now. Like, if I'm not doing something new, I just feel dead. And that expands well outside of business. Like, I, my life, if you spend time with me, it's very, you said the word unusual. It is very unusual, very, very unusual. Like, my house was empty. It's a five bedroom place. It was empty. I was by myself. Beautiful place, but by myself. Six hours ago. No, about 10 hours ago. Now, I've got, I've got my dancing partners here. In two days, her sister and her son are coming here. My team member is here. I've got a DJ of a bachata party coming. So it's a very unusual lifestyle I have. I could be traveling every two days, um, or I could be steady for six months. I'm always looking for that uncomfortable situation to put myself in and have progress, not be uncomfortable for no purpose. As, uh, I mean, the word that comes to mind is actually, it's kind of like ridiculous when you say it like that and fascinating and inspiring at the same time, because I think most people spend their entire life searching for that place that's called safe, safety, right? If they only were to get to a place. So if I say safety to you, are you going to roll your eyes and say, I don't think so? No, because safety is important. Otherwise, it'll just get too overwhelming for someone. Like even myself, and I'm a pretty emotionally strong person. I've built my emotional intelligence, etc. I've worked on it for many years, so I consider myself an emotionally uh, um, a steady person. However, there are times when it gets overwhelming. Like I'm, in, I said I'm in crypto. Okay, well, crypto collapsed by, and that, that happens all the time. And, and I was expecting it, but it's still it's always hard to deal with. You know, suddenly dropped by like thirty percent in two days. Now that when you have so many interests in your business and you see your your portfolio just collapse, which is again expected, and that didn't hurt me. I need to have my stability, my my area. Okay, to sit down, focus, because now I need to act. I have people that rely on me. I have investors that rely on me to take the next step. So having a place of safety is important. Now, that doesn't have to be a physical place. It can be your home. It can be your pet. I want to get a pet. And I was looking at the most intelligent pets. I want to get like a parrot or a hamster or, or a squirrel or something. I'm not, no joke. So I've got two empty rooms. So I might use those small ones here and there for my two pets. But, um, you know, I've got my dancing partner who's like my comfort place, you know, spending time with her, dancing. My bachata, my dancing, this is my comfort. When I'm dancing, no worry in the world. And I remember in 2018, yeah, 2018. So I said to you, I got into crypto and my first company is called IBC, still exists today. It's an incubator. And back then it, it got scammed really badly. I lost a lot of money by someone I trusted. Now, on top of the scam, uh, in that same six-week period, I got diagnosed with a pituitary adenoma or something. I didn't know what it was at the time. No one knew. All I knew is that there was a tumor bleeding in my head in that same six-week period. And in that same period, I was dealing with my e-commerce business facing bankruptcy because our suppliers screwed us. And on top of that, I was facing worse than all these three things, a personal crisis. That's a lot for anyone to handle. And then my uncle, who's now facing his own personal crisis, funny enough, or he was a month ago. But he goes to me, he's like, Mario, 
how Mantle works for me, he manages my, my Australian business. He's like, how do you still wake up every day and do what you do? And I realized then that my answer to him was like, I don't know what, like, what else am I meant to do? Like, that's the only choice. There's no other choice. But then when you dig into it, when I started going deep, uh, I started realizing that I did have that, that place where I would go when things get too overwhelming. Mine was bachata dancing. That was my passion. So I've got my own things. I recommend for everyone going down the entrepreneurial path, have your comfort zone. It could be spending time with, with women or men. It could be going partying. It could be playing games. It could be watching movies. It could be exercising in the gym. That's a really common one. Whatever it is, have that consistent, safe place because it allows you, you have to be mentally sane when you're in business or you start making emotional decisions, which is the worst thing, especially when you're in crypto. You know, that's... So to be able to remain sane and make logical decisions, you've got to have a place to let go of your emotions. So mine is bachata and some people around me. So strategy, what part does strategy play in your, in, in, in your professional life, in your personal life? Yeah, so my, my, all I do in business is really strategy. I, if you look at a business, it's really three things. If you really dissect a business, it's people, systems, and direction. So if you get the right people at the right time, That's really important. Time. Anyone listening? Google Bill Gross Ted. Watch his TED speech. You'll understand what I mean. I'll actually, I've got a TEDx talk next month, so I might talk about this as well. Timing. But so the, the first one is getting the right people at the right time for the right thing. Number two, people. Number one. Number two, building the right systems. That's really, really tough. Or just hiring someone that knows how to build systems. And then direction. My time is making sure the people and the systems areas are operating well and that I need my attention. And most of my time is focused on direction. What should we do? How should we do it? When should we do it? So, and that's obviously another way of saying strategy. So when you start, when you get to a place where your time, you know, there's a great movie called, it's about the 08 financial crisis, Margin Call, really good movie. And there's a scene in that movie where the, the main character, one of the main characters who heads the bank, which I think was meant to be Morgan Stanley at the time. And he goes to, the, to his board. He's like, you know why I sit on this chair? Like, do you know why I get paid the big bucks? That's what the, he says in the scene. He's like, my job is very simple. I don't have to do much. I have to do one thing, figure out what's going to happen next before others do. I would add, that, I would add on that and then know how to respond to that. But I think he, he implies that. So, My time is spent doing that. And like, if you don't, if you don't focus on strategy and put your time on, all right, what is it that I'm meant to do? Then you're putting your energy you know, going in the wrong way on the compass. So if you don't calibrate your compass first, you're putting all that time and effort and resources and capital into the wrong thing. Like I could have a whole team, a beautiful system, everything right now, focused on building my business, my restaurant empire in 2020. That's obviously an example that's very obvious for most. Like in 2020 or 20, yeah, 2020, yeah, COVID, the midst of COVID, all restaurants were closed. So doing a, a restaurant now, or I mean, I, I dance bachata around the world. If I put my time and effort into doing bachata festivals, you know, bachata is a very sensual dance. You have to be very close to each other. And that's obviously perfect for spreading COVID. So if I was 
uh, doing a bachata festival in the midst of COVID, that's, you know, without ethics aside, business-wise, it's a stupid decision. Strategically, makes no sense. But I could put a quarter of that effort or, or 10% of that effort in crypto in 2020 when crypto was like, you know, really steady. And I, I don't want to overuse the, 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 you know, crypto as, as a term because, you know, it could be anything else. It could be, you know, equipment for, for people to, to, uh, to deal with COVID, live with COVID or helping businesses pivot to a virtual business. It could be anything where it's the right time for it. You put a lot less effort, but you're doing the right thing and you blow up. So a lot about, you know, a lot of what leads to success. And that's something I found out a lot in the last two years, a lot, a lot of, a lot of um, examples of this that I've, I've gone through is just being at the right time, at the right place at the right time. And to ensure you don't rely on luck, you have to have a strategy for it. How do you find trends? How do you find opportunities? And then know how to respond to them. I know it's a long answer, but I'm just trying to kind of blurt out the way I think of things. Like this is, this is genuinely how I think about every new opportunity. Like I just sit back and you know, I go by the pool downstairs and I just sit there literally every day, just relaxing, like listening to a podcast or exercising and thinking, are we doing the right thing? Like, is this really it? Let me listen to these people smarter than me. What are they talking about? And then when I find the right thing and I've brainstormed it, then I go all hand, all hands on deck, get my whole resources and team in that direction. You know, I want to just point this out for our audience because I think this is a really, really critical part. There is a difference between setting a goal and making sure that you are following a North Star or that you even have a North Star and that it is the right North Star or the right place for you to go to. Because I think that a lot of times that when we talk about going somewhere, that people have this idea of the SMART goals, which which is tactical. Or, you know, in your case, the goal as the vision. And there's a really big differentiation factor. And I want to make sure we got that clarified on this podcast that you are not talking about a SMART goal. You're talking about that that idea, the big idea that you're following and making sure that that idea is aligned and it's the right way. You're going about it the right way. And you, you know, I almost see you like, you know, like, like Bob the Builder with the tools working, working on it every day, you know, changing a screw, fixing, putting a little bit of oil here because it is an, um, a dynamic idea. Am I getting that right? Focusing, and I think you've articulated it in a much simpler way than what I tried to do. So I, I appreciate you doing that. Articulating that North Star, understanding what it is that you're aiming for before going granular with the strategies to achieve it. Uh, they're two different things. Because first you need to know what it, where, what it is, that, where do I want to get to? Where do I want to put my energy, my focus? What am I passionate about? And it's an overused term, but it applies. What am I passionate about? And then what is going to get me the best ROI? Because if you focus solely on passion, you know, if you love violin, but you want to be a millionaire, being a violinist makes it less likely going to be a millionaire. Not impossible, just less likely. But being in an industry that's growing makes it more likely to be a millionaire. So you got to find the middle ground. Okay, I want to like violin. I want to be a millionaire. Okay, social media is blowing up. People are stuck at home. It's COVID. Let me teach violin online and then start having other people train it and maybe do my own course, etc. So Finding out what the passion is, the middle ground between passion and goal, that gives you the North Star. And then, okay, that's my North Star. What's the best way to get there? Now, as you're finding out the strategy, the tactics to get there, the way I do is I just learn from others that have already achieved it. But I don't learn from one person because they could be very 
Uh, they could, they'll base their feedback on their own experience, which might be that might involve a lot of luck or it might not apply in today's age or might not apply to you. I'll listen to a group of people, see how they've achieved it, and then look at common denominators. What's something that applies to all those people that have achieved the goal that I'm aiming to achieve? I try to find those common denominators. I'm like, oh, cool, bingo, that's it. So like right now, I'm going to use crypto again because I'm just so deep into it uh, at the moment. So right now, you know, with, with NFT tech, we're looking at exploring the NFT space. I'm like, okay, NFTs is like, it's digital ownership. It's a, it's a segment of crypto. So I'm like, okay, NFTs is a space, but it's a very broad term. Let me look at other players in the NFT space. You know, I look at Animoca Brands, they raise $5 billion. I look at other funds like Outlier Ventures. I'm like, let's see what they do. Okay, a lot of them are focused on decentralized gaming where digital ownership exists in those games. I see a lot of them talk about it. That seems to be a common denominator. They talk about many things, but that's a common denominator. I'm like, all right, let me look into this further. So I'm looking into it further, I'm understanding it. Now I speak about it around the world, but beforehand, I had to understand it. But perfect. That seems to be the best way to get ahead in that North Star, which is having a public company in the NFT space, that will the focus right now will be decentralized gaming. I hope that kind of yeah. elaborates on what you've said between the difference of strategy versus the North Star. Yeah, I, uh, 100%. And so what is your favorite strategy in all of those strategies? Is it, is it, is it finding the common denominator? What is it? Yes. So, so that's an interesting one because Ray Dalio talks about it really effectively. He talks about triangulating and, you know, it's, it saved people's lives. When I had my, my tumor and it was bleeding, it was excruciating headache. And I never get headaches. I'm like, something is wrong. And I went to a doctor and they do a CT scan. They're like, Mario, there's nothing there. I'm like, okay, but can you do more? They're like, we could do an MRI scan. But there's no point since the CT scan shows nothing seems it's just a migraine. Everyone around me is saying, Mario, you have a migraine. I'm like, I don't have migraines. I'm a very healthy person. I've never had a migraine in my life. So I'm like, I want an MRI scan. They're like, Mario, you don't need it. I'm like, look, I don't care what I need. I want an MRI scan. They do an MRI scan. Turns out there was a tumor bleeding. And if they if I delayed it, I, I could have gone blind. So the reason I did that is, is I... I wanted, now it's not the best example, but then when I started asking doctors about it, I started getting different advice for what to do. When Ray Dalio asked doctors about his, his um, he had cancer in his intestines, one of them told him to cut him off, another one told him to do radiotherapy, another one told him to just leave it and it will get better, just take some, some pills. All respected doctors, all different advice. So what Ray did, what I always do, and that can save lives and has saved lives, is ask and apply some business, is ask all the experts, see what the common denominator is. Triangulating is when if you ask three, you can ask more and then get to a conclusion. And if you're lucky, if, you're, if you can, get them all together in the same room like Ray did and they'll come to a conclusion themselves somewhere in the middle. Um, in business, it's the same. Like there'll be a lot of interviewees on, on this show. There'll be interviewees on various shows. You listen to a lot of influences. Everyone will have different pieces of advice. What is the common denominator? So I know you've got to, we've got to end it now. In diet, for example, most people say eat vegetables, whether you want to eat keto, vegan, whatever it is, eat vegetables. That's the common denominator. Look for those common denominators when listening to people smarter than me and, and yourself. I love that. And how can we find out more about you, Mario? Because I can't imagine that somebody is not going to want to know everything about you now. Sure. So I, uh, you can just Google my name, Mario Norfol, N-A-W-F-A-O. You'll find a bunch of stuff where I talk about similar topics. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you doing this. 
And that's it for us today. Thank you so much for watching. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening and watching the Business Growth Architect Show. I enjoyed having you here. And for accountability, just take one of the strategies that you have heard, one thing that you can implement in your business immediately. Please leave comments. Don't forget to like and share this show. And if you have any questions about business, please put them in the comments. We are here for you. We're here to support you and help you to grow, build, and scale your own business. For more advice, please check out our website in the show notes below. Thank you again. This is Beata Chalette, The Growth Architect, and goodbye.